You're listening to a Monkey Buns production. Hello, pot pickers. You join me, Alfie, on my fake beach in London in the midst of March as the whole nation waits with bated breath for the beer gardens to open and for the much-anticipated debaucherous behaviour to make its work and return to the vomit-laden streets of the UK. Make Britain great again. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, welcome to Alfie Pod's Fancy Footy, the home of football opinions and adult tantrums. My guests this week are Matt, Will and Yordi as we look ahead to Game Week 29, which is, of course, what the hipsters call a Game Week blank. That is because there are only four fixtures. Fulham Leeds, Brighton Newcastle, West Ham Arsenal and Villa Spurs. <laughs> Yeah. Friday night football, so that means there's a Friday deadline. Don't forget that. So we're going to hear what the boys have in place, whether they use a free hit or whether it's about taking it on the chin with only five players for this game week in order to capitalise on the remainder of the season, of course. Uh, we're also going to talk Spurs because Will is a Spurs fan. <laughs> and Spurs are a bit gash, aren't they? Yeah, they've lost nine Premier League games this season, which is Jose's worst total in a single season so far. We discuss the ever-improving Chelsea and whether the best bet is just to forego their attacking options and go with a Chelsea triple defensive core. Yordi questions the boys on which players will score the most points for their respective positions from now until the end of the season. And we review our captaincy points total for this season so far and how things could be very different if you select the correct captain, Will. <laughs> So, yes, uh, without much further delay, uh, I'm just going to let you listen. I'll come back and speak to you at the end, if you're still there. I'm still going to be there. Anyway, I'm just going to get a pina colada and sit my beach for a bit whilst you enjoy this. All right. Then. Do we have enough of fixtures to talk about this week? <laughs> uh, yes, that makes it easier, actually, I think. <laughs> yeah, true. It makes it easier, for sure. Wow, what a wonderful world. Joining me, back in the room. Well, virtually, of course. Matt Kearney, all the way from Ireland. Hi, Matt, how are you? Hey, Alfie, how's it going? Good. Back at work, working back in the schools again. And you got punched in the face today. <laughs> Not as bad as that, thankfully, but just a slight. <laughs> I probably incident. would have preferred that. <laughs> Has FBL been treating you well since we last spoke, or is it a bit? I mean, you'll complain uh, anyway, but you're still doing better than most. Yeah, kind of a kind, kind of a case of one well. step forward, one step back. You know, I'm sure a lot of people are in the same boat. You know, you have a good week and then. A not so great week, so you're back in square one. Matt, talking about boats, if your FPL boat, if you were an FPL boat, you would be those life rafts on the Titanic, gone 15 minutes ago, and the rest <laughs> of us are probably just sort of scrambling around, locked behind those doors <laughs> and the lower decks. That's the boat we're in. I'll take it. Will's in a different boat. He's in the crap boat with me, aren't you, Will? <laughs> He's yeah, floating on no. the door like... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't really care about FPL this year. I've sort of stopped playing, if I'm honest, and oh, uh, I'm focusing on other things. Like I've been doing a big study on um, looking into bonus points. We've been improved at, at uh -huh. Fantasy Football Scout. We've just been reviewing our our baseline bonus and looking 
trying to get it to match up with what really happens in FPL. So I've been putting a lot of time and effort into reading through Opta XMLs and match feeds and things like that. Oh, great. Um, Sorry, is this, more, is, this just, to do. is this just to make me look stupid? Is this just, well, to be honest, Alfie, we're in the round about the same points, but I am busy recreating <laughs> and rules <laughs> and making the game a better place. Yeah, yeah, fine. Uh, it's, it's difficult, though. It's very difficult because how do you enjoy FPL when you're having such a horrible season? It's, it's like you can't really. No. And it ultimately, it's, it's mainly, it's so much luck. And I'd never really experienced this before. And I've been on the end of really, really bad luck this year. And I can't. It, you know, you, people say, "Oh, but it's evens out," and you and you look at it that way. It, it doesn't even out. It's mm. literally. I've just had a season where it's just not evened out at all. I'm still making normal, good decisions, sensible decisions, mm. and it's not evening out. So you've got to try and do something else to make it interesting. And what I'm interested in is is the stats side of it. And I'm trying, so I'm putting more time and energy into just trying to understand the stats side more. But there is something to be said about. I mean, we, we we always mention it and we forget it, but this season is completely, completely different. There's so many factors missing. I know it's easy to say the fans, but that sort of pressurised atmosphere does influence games. So completely. all these years you've been making decisions, instinctive decisions that you would class as good, but they're setting an old set of rules, which will come back. And I think that's what a lot of people are suffering with. Uh, to be honest, I don't know. If it, it's, it's, it's not. It's not even that. It's just luck. It's literally just you making decisions. I make decisions normally based upon a mixture of instinct and stats, but a lot of it is informed decision making. And um, if you're making informed decisions, you should generally get to the right to where you expect to be. But it's it's huge, huge amount of luck involved. Yeah, I mean, I tend, I agree with you, but what I'm saying is those informed decisions were based on a game that existed before this current season. I think next season when things change, I mean, who's to say the players performing this season will perform again like that next season when there's fans in there and they they go and take a corner and they get abuse from <laughs> the 13 grown yeah. men and a small 11-year-old yeah. child. There's always a small 11-year-old child giving it the wanker sign. <laughs> so who's to say you won't be back on top next season, Will? Um, Jordi joins us all the way from the Netherlands, uh, fresh Hi, from um, fresh from a refereeing course at FIFA. Is that true? Yeah, I have to keep up with the world. Is this because you're so incensed by poor refereeing decisions that you've yeah, decided like to take on the mantle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing it your no, brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother's a referee in Holland. That's we have, uh, have, as I've told you before. So we have to keep up uh, with our condition. So. Well, you sound very excited by it. So, uh. yeah, well, it's, not, it's not. It's definitely not something I I I, uh, I look forward to do. But uh, it's it's not bad. I'm I'm happy. It's uh, it's behind my back now. Okay, good. And in terms of FPL, mate, I think I'm right in saying that you are surreptitiously sneaking up the tables. I've been slowly improving, but this week was uh, was a poor one. But I'm still, yeah. The target is still uh, top 50k. And mm. yeah, it's just going to be a tricky week upcoming now. So let's see. Well, it just goes to show how how life is different these days. I I um I celebrated beating the two million barrier. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? This is not right. I should not be happy yeah. with this. But you have to keep setting targets. It's it's what makes the game more fun if you're doing badly. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk real football. 
uh, <laughs> this isn't necessarily as exciting. Uh, do you want, I mean, there was only a few games I watched. I am struggling to watch the games uh, because a lot of them, they, they lack emotional te- intensity, yeah, I believe. me too. Um, but there was one or two games I quite enjoyed. I quite enjoyed the southampton Brighton game for a bit. That was quite well matched. Um, and obviously Arsenal, Spurs, West Ham, Man United. They were the only three games I watched, really. Liverpool last night. Uh, should we come to Spurs first? Will. You are the official Spurs correspondent. You have a look of fear on your face, as I mentioned the word Spurs. It didn't seem too long ago that we were were playing it down, but we were really genuinely considering Spurs as title contenders. Um, But it doesn't look good at the moment, does it? I mean, from my eyes, they're a team that they're hard to watch. They can't play out from the back. The midfield is lacking and they're not going to win the league. What are your thoughts as a Spurs fan? Well, they're obviously not going to win the league. <laughs> I, I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> I mean, we all know that. I and mean, I think we all know who's going to win the league. I think even... Uh, I think you might remember at the beginning of the year, Matt and I both tipped Manchester City whoa, 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 for the whoa, title. Whoa, 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 whoa. I tipped them as well, massively. I even did the I guarantee it thing. Then got a bit worried when they started poorly. But You need to, you need to find the audio clip. For no, that I've got and, it. You know, I've got it. I've got it. it. <laughs> all right, excellent. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I mean, players have put in some decent performances recently, having Gareth Bale come back uh, and play well in a few matches was encouraging. Um, but yeah, Arsenal have also been improving a bit recently and, and they showed they were the better team uh, last weekend. Was it a penalty? It's not my... my yeah, probably not, no. It wasn't, was because it? Because... It wasn't a penalty, no. But I mean, even Arsenal pundits like Martin Keogh admit it wasn't a penalty. But ultimately, Spurs didn't play particularly well. But it's not—it's not like you know. If you look at the Manchester City game, when we won two 0 back in, when we were all getting excited about Spurs and thinking that this kind of smash and grab approach. Was that two thousand nineteen? No, we won two 0 wasn't it? In well, probably then as well because we still beat them two 0 But no, the, when um, Son and Kane were kind of linking up and scoring every chance they got, Spurs have changed their shape slightly since then. They've kind of you know, they've dropped Ndombele back in to bring in another attacking mm. player in front. Um, so that's encouraging that they're trying to go and become a bit more attacking. But ultimately, I mean, we could talk about Bale. I've not been... He's he's done okay. He's done okay in the Europa League. He's obviously got talent. He's certainly not the player that he was. And I think that it's it's not... You know, at some point, you kind of think, is this Real Madrid up front? You've kind of got Kane, Son and Bale. This is kind of like... Mm. This is this is really exciting to have those that front three, but they're just Bale's not the level that he was, and I think that's that's pretty obvious. Uh, I forget which game it was. What, the, the one that Bale scored twice. Burnley. Oh, against Burnley. Burnley. Yeah. So I watched um, Spurs versus Burnley when Bale scored the two goals, and I have to say he did. I've watched Spurs a lot this season. I, I'm interested in the narrative of Spurs. So I've watched nearly all their European games as well as the league games, and I've watched Bale intently. But he looked. Really good. I mean, his passing is out of this world. I mean, it was him and Kane. It was like having two um, globetrotters on the pitch. Uh, and of course, when yeah. they went off, uh, I suppose it very average. Uh, one thing I noticed as well was Son, you get the impression from what I saw, um, he's he makes so many good runs and makes himself available so much that with a better midfield in a better team, he'd have double the amount of goals he scored now. I think I just, it's a shame. 
So maybe we're missing, maybe we're slightly missing that number 10. So we've changed formation and maybe it's not quite working with Lucas Moura or Ali uh, playing mm. in those roles this year. Ali can look great. He does have good games, certainly in the Europa League he does. Um, but uh, I think if you've got that front four, if you've got a really good number 10, if you've got Ali back to being the Ali that we all know, so he yeah. can play in a few more passes and help out from midfield, that would help. Because the system's changed to accommodate that player, that mm. kind of player. That's what he wants, isn't it? But- yeah, oh well, it's a shame. I wanted them to do a bit better this season. Never mind, Will. Yeah. <laughs> Things can only get better, as Dean Ream won't sang. Uh, Matt, what games did you watch this weekend? Um, I didn't catch a lot of football. I was hoping to... Let me just check the fixtures. This little jog the memory here. Oh, this is just rubbing uh, it in now. Man doesn't watch football. Man <laughs> does well at FPL. Um, actually, I don't think I watch much football over. Yeah. I think no. Sorry, Friday night I watched the Newcastle and Aston Villa oh. game, and that was kind of it. Why did you um, watch that? Well, I had Ollie Watkins and um, uh, uh, Matt Targa. so I was kind of hoping. Uh, actually, I, I, I remember now why I. I remember why I didn't want to talk about this game because, of course, uh, <laughs> Watkins' goal got turned into an, uh, into an own goal, yeah. uh, which meant Target was denied his assist. And yeah. then, um, of course, Aston Villa conceded late on to uh, De, La Salle's, De La Salle's goal. So it was uh, a bit of a roller coaster of a game, you know, it kind of went from, from uh, boom to bust. Um, yeah, but look, that's just the nature of football and, you know, that's just the way it goes. But yeah, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of football. I watched Leeds against Chelsea, um, even though I'd benched Bamford. So, well. I mean, when I seen him coming off injured, I was kind of not happy. I mean, you know, I'm never happy to see a player, but happy that I didn't start him. But then he came on from a non-city players anyway in the end. So it didn't really make much of a difference. Um, but of course, I didn't get any of my Leeds defenders because uh, Meslier was uh, on my bench. I played Forster, who started for Southampton. And um, strike, uh, Yordi will be able to tell me if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, because because Yordi's a foreigner, or <laughs> because strike is Dutch. Oh, is he Dutch? Oh, <laughs> yeah. shit, sorry. We say we say it's easy. It's just strike. <laughs> yeah, but he was he was toward on my bench. So what is it? Is it strike? Strike. Stroke. 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 <laughs> yeah. Go dog, go dog, get out of here, get to the chopper. That's terrible. I'm just doing Arnie. That's all right, Arnold. Sorry, Matt, carry on. So, strike. Yeah, so, like, I mean, apart from the the Leeds game Friday night and the early game on Saturday, I didn't watch a whole lot of football. Um, Yeah, my captain was Calvert-Lewin. I think I might have caught glimpses Mm. of that game, um, the Everton game. Um, You know, Burnley were quite impressive in that match. They, They came out and really really put everything to the sword at times, you know, they were very aggressive and, you know, dominated a lot of the, a lot of that game. Um, you know, I was probably lucky in the end that Calvert-Lewin yeah, got anything. He did have a few chances. Um, his heavy touch kind of let him down a few times. He'd, um, he'd control a really good ball over the top on to have a second touch, let him down. So that was a little bit frustrating, but, you know, it, there was a few captaincy blanks across the board, so I can't really complain with a, a goal from Calvert-Leon. No, that was the most fun I got. Oh, no, a bit of John Stones action. That was pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. don't start about Stones. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, um, Jordi, so what games did you enjoy at the weekend? Enjoy? Oh. Or watch? <laughs> uh, I watched six games, I think. Wow. I watched least Chelsea. Yeah, it was quite enjoyable at first, but then... 
not so much in the second half. Uh, I watched City, of course. But yeah, City are walking through everyone at the moment. It's just going so easily for them. I mean, mm. they are Pep's benching Gundogan, De Bruyne, Foden, Mares, and you see what happens. They score three against Fulham, who've been doing very well lately. Yeah, they're very good defensively, right? Yeah. And I watched Leicester, but then I saw my defender going off at halftime. So I put the TV down and I watched Arsenal Spurs, of course. So did you, um, going back to Chelsea, we all, now the the common rule on this podcast that we've all sort of agreed upon is that whoever plays Leeds, they, there's a chance they could score lots of goals. So in, the instinctive uh, yeah. action was to get Chelsea players in. Which you did, Jordi? You you gambled on some Chelsea players? Yeah. Uh, not exactly gambled. I mean, it's more long term. But I brought a Mason Mount for um, Barnes because I still had him. Um, yeah, I think Mount is is quite nailed. I don't like the word nailed, but I think he's he's yeah quite nailed for for Tuchel <laughs> in the in the league games. I don't like the word nailed, but I'll use it again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to say it otherwise. <laughs> So, yeah, I brought him in because he also played in the front three and uh, under Lampard, he played more midfield. Um, he scored a couple of goals lately, so his, his numbers are, go- are on the up. And what you say, it's, uh, yeah, teams who play Leeds, yeah, attempt to score more goals. Although Leeds have been doing better defensively. Well, they've got two good fixtures coming up, haven't they? They've got... The yeah. fixture in this game Fulham week. and Sheffield, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it could be the time to put Melier in goal, Matt, couldn't it? It could be your <laughs> yes, time. Yeah, I, I should do that. I should stop leaving him on my bench. And Jordi, what do you think about my um, my, my Chelsea gamble set up in my team? My, I've gone for Alonso, Rhys James and Rudiger, and then just whoever plays gets the points. Yeah, well, <laughs> I already own Rudiger, so... That's a good one, I think. Uh, definitely at the price. Uh, and I'm also planning to bring in Alonso in game week 30. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, although Reese James, yeah, I don't know. Um, he has the he has the potential, of course. But um, I think we discussed it on the last pod. The the football under Tuchel is different than it was under Lampard. And and when James played under Lampard. He was supposed to bring in crosses off the ground, not only over the ground. And now I think his assist threat has gone down a little bit because because of that. And he's he's being rotated with Hudson Odoi. So he's also a player mm. that can play only 45 minutes. However, so. I know you say that, but didn't in the last fixture, because my idea is that either Reese James plays or Hudson Odoi plays, right? But yeah. both of them were dropped in the last match, weren't they? Yeah, Pulisic played wing back. There you go. So who, yeah. know, who knows what to James do. And James came on for 22 minutes, yeah. Yeah, that was annoying. So I, I'm thinking with that rotation thing, it might. I might be, I was thinking along the lines of swapping James out for Chilwell and just having Chilwell and Alonso rotate Yeah, I out. wanted to suggest that, but there's a lot of money going down there. Yeah. yeah. For just a rotation. Defender, 5.7, 5.8. But, but, but can you honestly tell me where the Chelsea goals are coming from at the moment? I, 
this I mean they are an attacking side, but you can't honestly nail down a certain player yeah. that you want in an attacking sense unless it's Mason Mount, which is you which you've done. I think that's probably the safest bet. Yeah, well it? Mount is only seven point nil, so yeah, you can live with that if he doesn't doesn't return every now and then. Yeah, Werner is a no go for me for the rest of the season. I mean, we all thought he was going to play Leeds because Leeds suited him and then he was benched, so that's what you call Sod's law. But it's annoying. But I like I like I like a triple Chelsea defense anyway. So it he might it might come good for you. But that the Chelsea defense and the City defense combined, I think they look the safest bets, don't they? So why not go all out? I mean, do you have anything to say on Chelsea, Matt? Um, I'd have to look at the fixtures again. I, I did see all of my planning is around the blank weeks, like between this week and game week, whatever it is, thirty three. Um, because I've no free hit, so I'm I'm going to be at a, a deficit on one of the game weeks, which is a bit annoying. So, yeah, they've decent fixtures, but I think I was avoiding this week because they don't play uh, this week in game week 29. So I think I'm just going to use one free transfer, roll the other, and just go into this week with whatever I have, and then maybe consider some Chelsea players. You know, I, I'm not really confident on how nailed anybody is. Um no. I, I do like Rudiger. Um, you know, Rudiger is he feels one of those right. players. Yeah, I mean, he's. I know he didn't play against Everton, but he's played every single other game. He hasn't scored yet this season, but I feel he is due a goal. He's pretty um, tasty in the air, isn't he? Yeah, and I mean, he's not going to break the bank. I mean, four point six million. You know, it's an easy swap. I have Seamus Coleman, who was a disaster. I don't know what I think. I was thinking bringing him in. Um, I, I genuinely thought he was going to, you know, slip back into the Everton defense, play right wing back, especially when they went to, when they went to three at the back. But uh, it just didn't happen. And then he got a bit of a mystery injury that put him out for a couple of weeks. So, I mean, that could be an easy swap, uh, Coleman to Rudiger, because um, I've exact cash to do Mara's to bail this week. So money might be a little bit tight next week. So, how many plays will you be putting out? this game week then um well i guess it depends on what son and bamford's injuries are like whether whether they're available because i was going to pick one of those as my captain um mm. but let, let, if we assume that son and bamford are out i'm gonna have one two three four five six players which isn't a lot but you know again quality over quantity <laughs> but looking at the players i have i don't really see much quality there either um you know i've got a coup file against arsenal who probably will score um, I've got Stroke against <laughs> Fulham, who I might even end up captaining. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not great, but I don't think spending the two free transfers to get through this week is going to be better than long-term planning for, let's say, game week 33 or something like that. So I think I'm just going to, you know, take the, the bad week on the chin this week. I mean, a lot of other kind of casual teams are not going to be prepared for the blank week and are going to be going in with kind of like, you know, maybe six or seven players. So if I, even if I do go in with six players, I'll be happy enough. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so those fixtures for this game week, there's only four. Fulham versus Leeds. Mm-hmm. Brighton against Newcastle. Could be a nil-nil. Yeah. Uh, West Ham versus Arsenal. Could be a nil-nil. And <laughs> Villa versus Spurs. Could be 2-1 Villa. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the thing about those fixtures are, you know, it, it, they're very unpredictable. Like, you know, could West Ham beat Arsenal? Could Arsenal beat West Ham? You know, it could be any score. That, that game could be any score. Yeah. Again, Villa and Spurs, which which teams show up? I would love to kind of punt on a couple of players from Brighton. You know, they played, you know, they got a good result against Southampton after being 
so mis- uh, so much misfortune, you know, uh, in terms of chances missed and mm-hmm. the kind of goals they conceded. But, you know, I'm looking at Brighton after next week and their fixtures aren't super, you know, they're away to Man United. And then I think after that, they've got a, a home game against Everton. But, you know, I'm not super convinced in investing in them just on the basis of one week, uh, even though I think they will do quite well against Newcastle. Someone like, um, you know, Neil Mappé or, you know, Trossard or... Robeck, Gross. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, there's a few options, you know. Again, it's kind of like Chelsea, where will the goals come from? They could be spread around the team. It's, it's very hard kind of picking out that key man um, who might be the the one to get? Are you not interested in in a Veltman at the back? It's just four point three. Um, it's a it's an option again, but like that, I think all all my moves are kind of geared towards uh, game week thirty three, and I I'm, I, I I could look at the defenders I have at the moment, and you know, a, a Brighton player might rotate with with the current defense I have, but I'm not really sold on their fixtures after this week. Um, you know, United, Everton, Chelsea, and then well, away to Sheffield United, which is okay. So the thing with uh, Feldman is, uh, well, uh, he was playing wing back, but Brighton have shifted to back four the last two games, and then Feldman's playing right back and he's not getting forward as much. So no, yeah, it would be for the clean sheet threat. I yeah. was only really thinking about upgrading Mitchell to Feldman, and it's 0.3 for my, you mm, know, fifteenth yeah. player, if you like. But it's. But but yeah, then I think game week twenty nine, maybe thirty three are the only game weeks you need them for. Because yeah. if you look at those Brighton fixtures, then it's all a bit meh. But yeah, those are good weeks to have them if you've got uh, Spurs and uh, City players in thirty three. Yeah, definitely, I'm planning to use my free hit in thirty three, but I'm I'm I might even keep it long term for one of the final game weeks. What you're going to keep because... your free hit? Why, why am I using my free hit, free hit this week? And uh, any of you using a free hit this week? No, no. Why is it because the fixtures? Fixtures crap? don't fill me with confidence. I mean, if I was using a free hit this week, I would probably go with five defenders. So you think I'm better off not using my free hit? Will, what are you what are you doing? You're not doing a free hit. No, I've got. Um, <clears throat> well, last week I did like you know we were discussing in our in our chat about whether we should get Havertz or Mount. I think. You're talking about who's going to get goals at Chelsea. Havertz looked the most likely to get goals at the weekend for Chelsea. Um, and I think he'd be the player ideally I want. So, But anyway, I went with uh, I went with Mount rather than getting in a player who has a fixture in 29 because I like Chelsea's fixtures from 30 to 34. So I thought hey, it's not such a bad uh, move to make. And I didn't think Rashford was going to play. So anyway, I got Mount. Um, that leaves me with five players and a free transfer for game week 29. Um, and like the others, I'm not excited about the fixtures. So I'm kind of, well, how many points are there going to be this game week? I might take a hit and go for go for seven players. If, I mean, I'm thinking about Veltman because I could use him in 33 as well. But I don't see, it doesn't seem attractive enough. There doesn't seem enough upside to use a term that's used in the community um, to, to play in a free hit for me. Okay, so in theory, it's better to use the free hit in game week 33 where there's more fixtures. Well, it also depends on your current team. Well, my current team is the entire defence is Chelsea and Man City. And like we, you were discussing, the points, the safe points are always seem to, well, seem more likely in defence, don't they? 
So I yeah well, this this week yeah yeah so that's why I would maybe be struggling this game week because then I've only got yeah. Son and then if he plays Son is a big doubt massive doubt you got Kane and the fact that he plays for Spurs sorry Will um, <laughs> I don't know what to do really to be honest well if you have if you have two three or four players only then yeah it definitely makes sense to to use your free hit yeah. now I plan to use it on thirty three for a couple of weeks now. I'm updating my watch list and then I'm checking Yota and Ie Nacho. And if I want to bring them in, they have very good fixtures in 33. So yeah. when I arrive in 33, then maybe I, I'm like, yeah, I can put a very decent team out. I'm keeping it longer. So, Hello, it's me. Uh, oh, it's hot on the beach here. Yeah. I just thought I'd interrupt because uh, there was a natural break. And uh, I just want to point you in the direction. If you wanted to hear of more of what Will and Yordi and Matt say in terms of their FPL. Um, they do write articles. Well, Yordi has written a few articles. He's written one out at the moment on Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, I'll put the link in the blurb. If I do forget, you can just prompt me on Twitter or something and I'll just send it to you. I'll probably put it on Twitter anyway. And uh, Will writes weekly articles as well for Fantasy Football Scale. And Matt is very busy on Twitter. Uh, you go and check him out, Matt Bowstring the Cup. Um, all these links are in the blurb. If they're not, contact me and I'll put them out. And that's basically it. Um, me personally, I haven't written anything like that for a while. Um, working some songs about punching people in the face and dogs having sex in the park. So, uh, yeah, we won't talk about that yet. We'll talk about it another day. Yeah, all right then. Let's get back to the chat. Yordi, you've got yeah. a question for the table. I, w I would like to ask you a qu uh, particular question. Which player in every every area of the pitch, so pick a defender, a midfielder, and a forward. We, we will leave goalkeepers. Pick a defender, a midfielder, and a forward who will get the most points in the remaining weeks. You've got to pick a defender, a midfielder, and a striker who will score the most points from now yeah. until the end of the season. Uh, goalkeeper Mendy. I'll go with at Chelsea. I did say leave goalkeepers, but okay. <laughs> oh, I missed that part. <laughs> Who would you go for on goalkeepers then? Why, why are you not interested in goalkeepers? Because shit, I won't touch my goalkeepers anymore. Oh, right. Okay. So it's, okay but okay. I agree it would be Mandy, I think, yeah. So those Chelsea fixtures, just so we know, because I did notice these. I did think it's a bit tasty. West Brom, Crystal Palace, Brighton, West Ham, Fulham, Man City. I mean, the title could be done by then anyway, right? Technically, I think. Uh, Arsenal, they'll be relegated by then. Leicester and <laughs> Aston Villa. And Aston Villa won't be interested in the last game of the season. So, yeah, it's all about Chelsea, isn't it? It's all about Chelsea. So I can see at least six clean sheets, yeah. Okay, so you would have a Chelsea defender then, Jordi? I think I would have Trent Alexander-Arnold. Are you kidding me? Look at what a turnaround. I can't. Can we just say that again? I'm not sure. The I, microphone I, I should up. back up my own article. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. This is promo. Sorry. My mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. Didn't realize. So, go on then. Let's do the Trent thing. Let's, let's talk Trent. Trent's been playing well, right? Trent's been playing yep. really well. It just hasn't necessarily culminated in points. So, yep. are you looking at the fixture list, Jordi, primarily? And because, uh, because of Fabinho playing in midfield again. I think it makes them wow. defensively more sound. Yeah, it's a very good point, isn't it? Well, you're tempted by Trent then. I own Trent, yeah. Oh, you got him? I've oh, had really? him for ages, yeah. Have you? Yeah. 
Well, we yeah. haven't spoken for ages, so... <laughs> 1.2 million rank, though, probably explains why I've invested so much money in Trent. He's not been... But great, you know, he got his bonus points yesterday, got the three bonus because of his um, crossing ability, mainly. Yeah, he's a great... He's a good... He's, he's an attacking threat. Liverpool should keep more clean sheets with the shift for position for Fabinho. Uh, hopefully, he's, he's got a few points then. All right, so, Jordi, that's your defender who you'd pick. Your midfielder... I think, yeah. Bruno, isn't it? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm not sure. But I'm definitely tempted by uh, Jota. Most but points it, at the end of the season, Jota. No, no, no. I, I, I think it will be Salah. But I'm tempted to bring in Jota as well. But yeah, it depends on, on, on Firmino. Well, who do you guys think in midfield then? I mean, what about an, you, an you can't, you can't back De Bruyne. Eh? Sorry? What about an out-of-position Havertz? Or is that too punty? Well, again, those fixture lists back you up, Will. I mean, the Liverpool... Sorry, just go back to Salah and Liverpool players. Their fixture list is Arsenal, Villa, Leeds, Newcastle, Man United, Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, Crystal Palace. Could be goals. But I've been saying that all season about Liverpool and I'm fed up with talking about yeah. them. And I've kept <laughs> probably... Salah for like six, seven blanks. Yeah, there might not be goals in the Arsenal game. You could probably lose Salah for a couple of game weeks and get him back in, in 31, maybe. Uh, Salah, Salah usually does well against Arsenal, I think. Yeah, but I mean, it's a, an evolving Arsenal side, isn't it? It's, um... You think? Defensively, they, I, I was really impressed with how they closed down space as a unit. Uh, against Spurs? Yeah, they, it really is. I mean, it was very good. I mean, I'm no expert. Jordi's being cheeky. What's he saying? <laughs> oh, because the Spurs, because they're shit. Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, what was I thinking? It was fucking easy. I could have defended against them. No, but it's because I mean, Spurs are so poor in away games. I mean, for like two months already. So there's, I think there's a big difference in home games and away games for Spurs. So you're going with Salah, the midfielder. Yeah. From now towards the end of the season, is going to score most points. Matt, yeah. what are you going for? Oh, Matt looks confused. This isn't good. Sorry, it was on mute. Um, yeah, I mean, Chelsea and Liverpool definitely have the best fixtures remaining on paper. Um, I'm a little bit worried about how Liverpool are going to approach the rest of the season, whether they're going to focus on the Champions League now that the league is kind of out of sight. So it might mean a little bit of rotation in the league, you know, <clears throat> might see kind of fringe players come in like Nico Williams and a few others. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think it'll be too heavily rotated. Uh, I don't think there'll be a lot of rotation for Liverpool. Um, maybe just the game before Champions League games they might give one or two players a rest but I think whole, like kind of wholesale it'll be a, a standard team um, with Chelsea again I'd like to just see kind of what what midfield and attack Tuchel wants to kind of settle with I think we're at the stage where he's still experimenting a little bit Havertz may emerge as a, a great opposition pick as Will said um, again uh, at the back the, the wing back position just seem to be rotated so much. So I think Rudiger is a kind of a safe bar and pick. Um, it then again, Dallas keeps playing in midfield. You know, Leeds have some okay fixtures coming up. If Dallas is getting attacking returns and Leeds are keeping the odd clean sheet she here, here and there, like we saw against Chelsea, Dallas could be, uh, you know, in, in with a show. Um, so I, I'm going to go boring, but maybe Rudiger or Dallas and uh, in midfield. Again, I have him maybe I'm a bit biased. Salah, he's he's starting to look a little bit sharp. Um, fair enough, he scored an, uh, an offside goal last night, but you know he's getting in good positions. 
again, it all depends on whether, uh, you know, how much he's rotated in the Champions League um, with the Champions League coming up. So, and then uh, I've no idea for the last spot, up, up, you know, in right. attack. Yeah. Um, like, can I just ask, you know, isn't, isn't Salah top scorer at the moment or did I make that up? Yeah. He's yeah. top scoring, yet we we talk about him almost as if he's had a poor season. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, mm. Okay, but so you, Jordi, yeah. who's your? So you don't you, you don't think he has had a poor season? Uh, well, no, no, I think the teams let him down. I think with any sort of setup, you have to have goals from other areas. If he scored that many goals, that would suggest that the other departments aren't doing their job so well. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so the forward position, who's the forward? Striker who's going to score the most points from now until well, the end think, of the season. I think it's pretty obvious that one will say Harry Kane, but yeah, I yeah. I also like Jamie Vardy. Okay. Yeah. Well, wait a minute, because you you mentioned Ian Acho earlier, and Ian Acho has been getting he's been much more of a threat than uh, than Vardy, in my opinion, in recent matches. Well, he definitely yeah. got a hat trick, that's for sure. <laughs> well, the stats, I mean, but even before, even the game week before, like heading into that game, Iannaccio was getting a shot like every 30 minutes and, and Vardy was every 40 minutes. It was like Iannaccio was much more of the the, the goal threat over the, the over the six game weeks leading up to the leading up to that yeah. match. More of a talisman. Well, it's probably true, but um, I'm looking at, well, we're, we're talking about the rest of the season and Leicester's fixture are kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, and I expect Fardy to have a play a bigger role in the tougher games, and Fardy is also able to score against lesser opposition. And I don't see Nacho being that big of a threat against City, United, Chelsea, Spurs. So yeah. if I if I had to say for the rest of the season, I'd go Fardy, but for that nice run from 32 till 35, well, yeah, Nacho could have scored him. I think um, I mean, Antonio could be a good shout as well. Um, I know West Ham may have a, a double game week and stuff, which you know we don't mightn't expect them to play. But West Ham have some okay fixtures, and if they are getting into a, a kind of a situation where they're back playing just kind of one game a week, you know, now that they're out of all the kind of cups and stuff, um, you know, if Antonio gets his fitness issues behind them, and you know he was looking good at one point until he picked up a, a, another bit of a knock, so. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't like to back him over Kane, but you know, just as a maybe a differential as something a little bit kind of left field, if you know you had kind of seven or eight million in the budget in the budget for a forward, um, he'd be one I'd, I'd like to keep an eye on. Um, yeah. I, I think it's worth saying as well as the Premier League table kind of settles now as teams kind of get further away from relegation. That's also a factor as well because you know, once they kind of hit that 40 point mark, uh, certain teams might switch off a little bit mentally. I mean, you might be able to target them, uh, you know, that, that they have nothing to play for or like that they might go on more kind of free scoring uh, tactical setups. So it can go either way, but it's just another thing that I'd have in my mind when considering these things. And the golden boot motivation, which we've um, seen yep. before with Kane. So yeah, I, mean, I think it has to be Kane really. As if, you, if you're going for one guy who you know has had, he's got a history of scoring goals towards the end of the season. You've got those on the beach factors that might affect some of his opponents, um, and he'll. I think it's difficult to look past him. I like Antonio. I worry like Antonio seems to be fit and energetic for one game, and then suffering yeah. from fatigue the next yeah. game, and that's a, that's a concern. I, I quite like Lingard. I mean, mm. I'm not going to tip him for being the top. Um, mm. I think if Antonio scored, had but... penalties, it'd be it'd be much more appealing. But uh, yeah. 
Did you see his Valentine's Day tweet? He said to his girlfriend, I am I I love something like I'm I'm I misrepresented it here, but I love you with all my willy. I would say my heart, but my willy's bigger. Yeah. And it's like you wonder why the guy's fatigued. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe that's why he's fatigued carrying that around all day. You know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's got strong, strong legs to keep it off. That's what <laughs> Excellent ball control. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Lingard, though, Will. Lingard, 6.1 mil. I think he's a really good shout. He's a very direct player. West Ham looked good. They sort of backed down a little bit against United the other day, which was disappointing. Uh, it's what it's what Moyes does in bigger games. He's probably looked at Solskjaer and, and thought, um, you know, there are a lot of nil-nils. He probably thought that maybe a nil-nil against United wouldn't be a bad result. Maybe that was his idea. I don't he know. almost got it, though. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Bruno almost got an assist. I mean, that was a Bruno assist, no? Or was that just BB? Yeah. Wishful? As for this dominate. season, yeah, it was a Bruno assist. Yeah. I captained Bruno, didn't I? Because I thought he'd get lucky against West Ham. That's the sort of team he gets lucky against. That's the sort of game plan that I'm employing these days. <laughs> I'm basically playing the human element. I, and b- fuck the stats now. I can't. So how have, you, how have you been going with your captaincy shouts? My captaincy has been very good, actually. I'm the complete polar opposite to Will. If we combi- if me and Will combined our games, we'd be doing all right. I mean, uh, Captain Gundogan. Oh, actually, me and you. you be, me and you both Captain Gundogan the other week, Will. I think that was my the first time this season that my captain has got double digits. Yeah. As in not the total points, but like as an individual score before you double it. That's the first time this season my captain has got double points. That's how I mean that's just huge luck factor <laughs> on captain. Well, you say that, but what you're doing, you're being very disparaging about my skill in selecting a captain. That's what you're saying there. I mean it's a disgrace. I mean Matt's face. No, I'm not saying I'm look not, at look, Matt's look, face. Look, look, look how sad he is. <laughs> The frustrating thing is, like, I've been smashing it with my captain. Like, you know, I've I had Mares for the double game week, yeah. and, you know, he did really, really well. I took the captain son. He got 14 points, which was okay. I had Foden when he got 11 another time. But there seems to be so many good captaincy options that even when the differential ones come true, it kind of just balances out. Like, because I haven't moved that much. I've probably gone from about... Well, actually, no, I tell a lawyer, I, I have moved in the ranks, like, you know, but maybe not as much as I'd hoped for. Um but yeah, there's just so many good captaincy options out there. Uh, the points seem to be getting made up in various places. I just checked all of our captaincy points this season. Go on then, I want to hear these captain points. Matt has been doing almost 200 points better off than Will. Wow. 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 Get the pockets out. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. He's <laughs> been doing... Okay, would, I so, be, would I be like in the top 1,000 with a decent captain? So, so basically Matt has had wow. 472 from captaincy. Then comes Alfie with 437. Thank you. That's good. Then <laughs> comes me with 376. So basically 100 points less than Matt. And then wow. we have Will of <laughs> with <laughs> 198. 198. Oh my God. 198. 298. 298. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Will, if you want. Well, it would be that's all right. 298 is a big <laughs> I think it means it's all right for us. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, you should maybe listen to some more podcasts about how to <laughs> pick your captaincy or something. Or not, not Captain Team of Werner. Yeah. So without without the captaincy, yeah. Will would be above Matt. There you go. Without captaincy, Will would be above Matt. Yeah. 
My, I think my biggest downfall. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see Will's face right now, but let me tell you, it's a oh picture. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just checked. Yeah. Get rid of the fucking captaincy. Yeah. Get rid of it. It's, just, it's pointless. Twenty-seven points above him. I, I'd love oh. to know how many points I've benched because I, I think I must have benched the most points from the four of us in here. Either, either transfer to out points. You just don't, you're or, trying to get or, back or, in to say, like, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 142K, mate. There you go. And Will, what are you, 2 million and something? It, it's the blank weeks that are going to destroy me because I'm 55. <laughs> <laughs> no, Will, I can actually tell you, you are. You... you don't have to tell me, Alfie. Just don't <laughs> Where tell are me. you? I can't even find... Oh, there I'm you here. are. I'm in Columbia. I'm having a great time. Don't tell me what their fail rank is. Okay. It's all right. It's what much better than mine. Points? It's 1.2 mil. 1.2 mil. I mean, that's all right. Honestly, Will, if you want, if you want to beat Matt, all you have to do is just copy my captaincy and you beat him. For a subscription of £5 a month, I'll let you into my little secrets. How about that? But, it, but it's weird but it's weird because how it kind of works is that i gauge what who you're going to captain and i Im- eliminate them so it kind of eats itself you're gonna so i'm captain harry kane is this a bad decision i'll try to pick the best captain every week but okay tell me who left field is lingard michael antonio no. Michael Antonio. Michael Antonio sounds like what people call him when if he goes to a dinner party. Rather than <laughs> exactly, <Michael. yeah. laughs> mm, and to finish on a laugh. Yes, it did. Feels good. Feels good to let out a little laugh. Yeah, so there we are. All the discussion points of this week going into game week 29, the game week blank. Uh, you may or may not be interested to know that I am playing my free hit because I looked at my squad. And I had two available players. Kane and Smith Rowe. Don't think that's enough for me. I'm just going to take the hit. It's quite nice. The team I've picked, uh, i still got about 15 mil left. It was nice just to pick a team on merit rather than just monetary value. Maybe the whole world should think like that. Hmm. Okay, good. So that's the end of uh, this podcast. Um, the next one, I always aim to do them weekly. That's that's the plan, um, but obviously fixture this and stuff. Well, you know how it is. It just doesn't work like that anymore in this new new normal. Yeah, let's wrap that off soon. Um, that's it basically. I think I've covered everything. Have I covered everything? I mean, I didn't quite share my joy the fact that uh, Kenny Jacket has been sacked as Pompey manager, but I'm sure if you're not a Pompey fan, you don't care about that. You and your Arsenal's and your Spurs and your Chelsea's and your nice pitches and your players and your yeah anyway uh yeah good uh thanks for listening i'll speak to you again soon bye Will I, will I, will I be Magnus? I got to know, I got to be that Magnus.